In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text is the Gospel reading from St. Luke, which you've already heard. The manager in this parable is not a man to imitate based on all of his actions. He was wasteful to the point that he got fired, and after he'd been told to hand over the books, he stole even more from the master who had employed him. One thing that is helpful in interpreting parables like this one is that they often only have one point that they are trying to get across. Instead of trying to figure out what what each individual action or each individual person represents, you find the one point that Jesus is trying to get across, and that is the way that we unlock the meaning of the parable. In this case, Jesus has told us exactly what that key is. He says, The sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. That is the key to unlock the parable. That is, those who are of the world are more shrewd and prudent with dealing with each other than we who are the children of light are in dealing with everything else in the world. The singular devotion that this manager, this dishonest manager, had to saving his own skin This, and this alone, is what Jesus wants you to take note of. The manager sees the problem. He even says it out loud for our benefit. He figures all of the possible solutions are bad, except for the one, and he immediately springs into action. You heard it in the reading. I know what I'll do, and he immediately does it. He doesn't wait until time runs out before he executes his plan. In the same way, Jesus wants you to be singularly devoted to your own eternity. We can't put this off until tomorrow or later or even when we're old. It has to happen now because who among us knows exactly when our last hour will be? In another place, Jesus even tells us how the law shows how singularly we must be devoted to eternal life if we are to earn our way to heaven. He says the law is summarized like this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. This is complete devotion to God and neighbor with nothing left for ourselves. In short, the law requires everything of us, nothing left for ourselves if we are to gain heaven on our own. This means that the law tells us that we are to take a hard look at what we devote our time, our money, and our efforts to the most. If you were to make a pie chart of how much you spent on the pursuits in your life, you know, compared everything, you know, apples to apples, you put on there everything that you did, everything you spent time on, everything you spent money on, 
what would your pie chart look like? How much of a slice would be devoted to the pursuit of eternal life? Think about the time that you spend camping or hunting, playing volleyball or baseball. Think about how much you are spending your money on this or that pursuit. How much time are you spending reading science fiction books and watching movies? How much of this pie chart is directed at your life of faith, the lives of faith for your children, and that end of faith, which is eternal life? In short, we will hear again, or sorry, in a short while rather, we will hear again the questions that each one of us have answered in the affirmative at our confirmation, or, if you haven't made it there yet, that you will answer at your confirmation. Two of those questions really get to the heart of this parable. Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed? Remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to suffer all, even death, rather than to fall away? And do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than to fall away from it? At our confirmation, we promise a singular devotion. What idols of time, material, and money are tripping us up in our singular devotion to God and eternal life? But there's another thing that we can see in this parable. There is a singular devotion on our God's part in saving you. Christ was willing to suffer all even death, to save you and to remain true to you alone. He has taken the debt of sin that you owed, and he has taken your bill and given you a new one that says that it is paid in full. In fact, you have gone from being in debt to God because of your sins to being a son or daughter of the heavenly King. As St. Paul says in Colossians chapter 2, And you, who are dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. In this way, Jesus has taken on the unrighteous wealth of your sins and the unrighteous wealth of a death on the cross in order to give to you eternal life. That is the depth of Christ's singular devotion in saving you. Dear saints, in just a few minutes, Lily Martin will make her confirmation vows and join us later this morning at the Lord's table. As we hear her promises, let us all renew our efforts to suffer all, even death, rather than to fall away.
But let us also turn to the one who bore that burden for us at the cross, our Lord Jesus Christ. For it is by his singular devotion to your salvation that you have been saved. In Jesus' name. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.